Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. My name is Mariah Muhammad, writer and moderator with Becker's Healthcare. I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me today, John Brady, CEO of Fox Valley Orthopedics. John, it's very nice to have you on the podcast today. To get us started, would you mind please introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Yes, thank you for having me, Mariah. Um, As you mentioned, my name is John Brady and I'm the CEO of Fox Valley Orthopedics. based in the far western suburbs of the Chicago area, uh, specifically uh, Geneva, Yorkville, Elgin, Illinois, along the Fox River in the far west west part of the suburbs. Um, We have uh, 10 offices, eight physician and PT clinic offices, and two standalone PT offices. Um, We have 23 physicians, 16 of which are orthopedic surgeons, and then we have a mix of uh, a couple of PM&R docs, uh, one primary care doc, and a couple of podiatrists. Uh, we, have our, we are fiercely independent, which means the doctors are an escort partnership. Uh, don't have a, you know, we, we stand alone right now, um, which is uh, big in an, uh, an area of um, consolidating competition. And we own our own uh, ambulatory surgery center, a 4OR ambulatory surgery center and we have our own imaging department with two MRIs. So we have a pretty full-service practice across a wide geography uh, that uh, takes care of patients uh, from basically the Wisconsin border, the Illinois-Wisconsin border to the north, and the Illinois River to the south. So it's a very broad geography. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that information. Um, So, John, to really begin with the questions, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, can you tell us what the biggest issues you're following in uh, orthopedics are? Well, I don't think it's just orthopedics. I think it's medical practice, especially independent medical practice in general. But obviously, um, inflation and cost uh, across all channels, you know, your fixed costs, your variable costs, your salaries, your expense, you know, your your labor costs, those have been um, outpacing uh, increases in uh, reimbursement. Uh, a lot of the uh, provide uh, big payers, um, you know, some of the contracts are, are a little older, and they uh, aren't keeping up with the inflation that's going on, uh, labor inflation and other inflation that's going on. So it makes cash flow management uh, a very very big thing for any independent medical practice. Um, it's, uh, it's, it presents opportunities and challenges. Um, the opportunities are, you know, to create uh, better relationships with payers and, and, and different ways of doing things, as well as to evaluate different staffing models um, while keeping the, the, the high quality care and safety uh, of the patient uh, first and foremost, but looking at ways of doing things differently uh, and being creative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you definitely just shared um, a couple of exciting things that are happening. Um, Is there anything else that you are excited about in your field or what you're doing or anything that's making you nervous? Well, I'm very excited about the field in general. Um, I think the the shift that we're seeing and the acceptance we're seeing of uh, more surgery and more orthopedic surgery and ambulatory surgery centers uh, is a very positive thing. Uh, the addition of total shoulders uh, as, as something that Medicare allows is a great thing um, because, you know, we, we do very well. Our surgeons also go to hospitals, and most of their cases are outpatient, and they do very well. We can provide that same care 
probably with a little better access in our own ambulatory surgery center. And our physicians love practicing in our ambulatory surgery center because it is a very efficient operation. So we're really excited about that and about some of the, uh, the technological improvements um, that, that are happening in, in across the board in implants and robotics and things like that. We have a, we have a robot, a, a Velis robot uh, from Depew for joints. Um, we're looking at a number of different uh, new technologies as we go through things. The great thing about our group is, is they're very open to innovation and they're very open to trying new things, um, which, you know, they, they do it in a very, with great due diligence, but it's, um, it's something that they, they enjoy looking at. When I think about what makes me nervous, um, you know, the growing consolidation of um, health networks, um, I came from a large academic health system, uh, so I know how those processes work. And, and how that works. We live in a market uh, in the Chicago area. We have a couple of big academic health systems, another really big uh, integrated health system, you know, that's, that's national, not just local. So that makes it tough to compete, especially for staff. Um, you know, you don't want to get into a price war uh, with, you know, people that uh, have a different financial model than you. So that's what makes me nervous. But I know that the way that we provide care, the environment in which we provide care, and the, the value of working here, we can compete and win, uh, you know, in those um, in the in, in that marketplace. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And John, before I let you go, the last thing I wanted to ask you is, what would the most effective healthcare leaders need in order to be successful in the next two to three years or so? Well, it's interesting. I'm also uh, on faculty, uh, university faculty, and teach in healthcare administration programs. And I tell, uh, you know, wannabe healthcare administrators, um, you know, this is, this is an important question because, you know, what it looks like in two to three years is not going to be what it looked like two to three years ago. I started my healthcare career in the mid-90s, and I can't even imagine what 1996, John, would think of 2024. Uh, the world changes at a breakneck pace, and the only thing you know, that is constant is the change. Um, the, the relationships, the push to value, the innovation and in technology, AI, all those things, the impact those are going to have um, are, going to be, are going to be very, very outsized. So good healthcare leaders are going to learn to hold strong opinions loosely. Um, they're not going to be so tied into what used to work uh, because it may not work or it may not even be relevant in the future. So we need to be flexible, we need to be open, and we need to, uh, to be systems thinkers in that we look at the broader impact of everything that we're doing. And we need to recognize that um, you know, innovation is a good thing, and uh, we just need to make sure that it's tempered with, you know, and always uh, tempered with the, um, the care and safety of patients. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, John. This has been an amazing and informative discussion. So again, I want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Well, thank you, Mariah. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. 
Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Thank you.